everyone. Welcome to Inner Momologue. I'm Maretta Ryan. I'm Pamela Rubison. And I'm Barbara Davidson. On today's agenda, we're going to be talking about stories from the week. Um, we are going to investigate whether or not my husband is funny. And then we're going to be discussing an article about a couple who regrets having their kids and all that that entails. Um, so stories from the week. I've, I've got a story this week. Um, does anybody have a story that they want to share as well? Just me, huh? Not Love off it. Off the top of my head, I think it should be you this week. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. So look, I got to talk about my jeans. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, jeans, G E N E. Denim, denim, <laughs> denim jeans, denim jeans. Denim, not, right. not, not DNA. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other conversation, man. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I have this pair of jeans, and because it's currently winter in Australia, um, they're awesome because they are um, they're actually insulated. They've got like this, you know, delightful little. Um, like layer that makes them super duper warm. So I am a little bit obsessed with these jeans. They're just amazing and beautiful. Um, now and you need to tell us where you got them from. Oh, like jeans or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. They're they're truly amazing. Um, now because it's also winter, I tend to carry around a tube of lip balm with me because mm-hmm. you know, like most people, I get a little dry. My my lips get a little bit dry in the winter. And I, I, I carry it around with me in my pocket. Now, normal jeans pockets are, you know, like a rectangular um, pocket that's been sewn together and then sewn into the jeans pockets, right? Um, so yeah. when you have, you know, your keys or a tube of lip balm or whatever, you can see the little bulge in the pocket. So the pockets of these jeans, I've, 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 got, I've got a problem with them. And I, I feel like I'm ready to speak to the manufacturer about this because... I, other than other than these stupid pockets, I love these jeans. Now, these pockets, they're not just like this normal rectangle, like a normal pair of jeans has. These, these pockets, they go right into the edge of the fly of the jeans. So oh, every, yeah. Good. So everything that goes in my pocket, you know, through gravity and like normal <laughs> movement, shimmies towards my fly. <laughs> Now, is that the chapstick in your pocket or are you just happy to see it? That's exactly where I'm going with this. So this, the, the tube of lip balm ends up shimmying right beside my fly and it looks like I have a micro penis. But to make it worse, because the tube of lip balm is firm, it's an erect micro penis. Oh, fantastic. And, yeah. And so, and, and. If we're going to go one step further, because it's not like a normal pocket, I end up digging around to try and find the various things oh God. that I've placed in my pocket. Yeah. So not only does my wardrobe malfunction make it look like I have a very excited micropenis. Yes. But it looks You're like- You're filling yourself up. I'm yes, it looks like I am, you know, just like rooting around in my jeans very inappropriately. It is terrible. And seriously, like, I don't know how to fix this, but I can't give up these jeans. I must admit, I take it back. I don't need to know where you got them from anymore. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Like I, I don't, I don't know if this, this was like you know part a design flaw or if I just got like these random jeans that accidentally mm. had weird pockets, but I'm almost a little bit disappointed. Like if I am going to accidentally have genitalia that does not belong to me, I don't want it to be small and pathetic. You know, no. like <laughs> maybe I, you should start putting socks in your pockets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A sausage or like a can of bug spray. Yeah, yeah at least have something harder. Carl. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> a really big bottle of sanitizer because that would fit with the moment as well. Hey, fashion and function. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't know what to do about these jeans. I'm, I'm horrified, but at the same time, they're just so warm and cozy. So I think yeah, maybe they're a home jean. I oh man, you know what? Since um since yeah, since I'm not wearing maternity leave anymore, or so, since I'm not wearing yeah. maternity clothes anymore, um, I don't have any other jeans, and yeah, okay. but I also want to lose baby weight, so I'm reluctant to spend a lot of good money on jeans. Yeah. yeah, so I'm just I'm in <laughs> I'm in one of those like awkward places where I'm like I'm fat, but I don't want to admit it. Uh, <laughs> Did, did you not find another seven pairs of jeans in your wardrobe while you started them? I've never been that person. And the, the yeah, I've, I've never been a seven pairs of jeans. I, I have um, one pair of black skinny jeans that do fit, but the problem is they're black and they attract like gobs of cat hair Everything. and I cannot get them mm. clean. Yeah. I cannot get the cat hair off of them. And so I just look like yeah. a crazy cat lady. So yes, <laughs> I, it's it's either my my furry black jeans or my micro dick um, <laughs> thermal ones. I can't win. So um, if anybody out there knows where I can get an awesome pair of jeans that look good and, you know, don't give me a oh, penis, uh, <laughs> I can carry around a tube of chapstick without looking like I'm hiding something, um, then yeah, that'd be awesome. Feel free to share. <laughs> you could just start moving them to the back pocket. Mm. But then I have to sit on it. Yeah, take a good point. Okay, I'll take oh, it back. I'll take it back. Could you, could you get a safety pin and safety pin your pocket, like the, in, the, the inside of the pocket material up a little bit? It's it's so it in the jeans, like it's attached to the jeans. It's not like a secondary piece. Oh, it's it's not like a dangly bit of no. material in the jeans. No. Oh, oh yeah, you're you're, you're I'm, I'm screwed. Yeah, I'm screwed. Yeah, like yeah. unless I somehow like manipulate it and sew it, and I'm not. Again, you know what I mentioned in our first episode? I'm not that creative. I have a sewing machine, but if it's not like a straight line, I can hem curtains. I can hem curtains with the best of them. But that's about I'm going to sew my way out of a paper bag. So <laughs> ten steps ahead. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my story of the week. Is my my um, fantastic my crazy jeans. So our next segment is a little bit special. Um, it's, uh, you know what, depending on um, what kind of reaction it gets from you guys, it might be a recurring segment, you know, every every few episodes, I don't know. So we're going we're gonna to call this segment, Is My Husband Funny? So to give you a little bit of background, um, I have always thought that my husband was funny. And it's one of the one of the many things that I love about him, but he's always had the ability to make me laugh. Now, since having my second child, I have 
found him even funnier. And I don't know if that's because, you know, he's just like a fine wine. He's just getting better with age. Um, Or if I'm just like so tired and... And, you know, like the, taking care of a new human has just kind of like raised my anxiety level so high that my standards for humor has been lowered. <laughs> so what I've done over the past couple of weeks is I've, I've written down um, a few of the things that he's said. So uh, some of them require a bit of context, um, but I'm going to read out his statements and then you guys need to take a vote. Is it funny or is it not? All right. Is everybody clear on the rules of the game? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start out with one that um, it doesn't require a ton of context, but I I think it's, I think it's going to get a thumbs up. This is funny. Okay. Um, So while watching me breastfeed one day, he marveled at the fact that, uh, as he put it, um, I have such an efficient and uh, quick food delivery process. (laughs) And as such, I should be called Boober Eats. (laughs) <laughs> that's a thumbs up that's, okay. that's good thumbs up. total yeah. dad joke but Jokes, yeah yeah <laughs> exactly okay all right so so points for luke on this one all right that's yeah, good that's absolutely. good yeah okay so um this <laughs> this next one got me giggling and i it's weird um, all right. So, uh, he was dressing up for work one day and, um, he was in some nice slacks, a really classy button up shirt. He had really nice hair. Um, you know, just looking like a, you know, my, my dashing husband. And I told him so I said, you know, all oh, you, you look really good today. I really like that color on you. And he looks at me with this completely deadpan face and goes, yeah, I think this is what Justin Timberlake would wear to court. <laughs> <laughs> That's very random, but yeah. Right? Right? <laughs> why specifically Justin Timberlake? Where did that And name- why court? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> what's JT done? What's, what, what's happening? <laughs> like, is he a witness? Uh, yeah. <laughs> is that the jury? Like, I don't should know. be concerned about your husband's <laughs> thought patterns? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. All right. So, so we can based- change the segment to should we be concerned about your husband? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's that's another tick for Luke because both of you guys uh, got the giggles. So that's we good. Laughed. That's yeah. good. That's good. I can handle that. That's cool. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I don't I don't even know where this next one came from, but we were just we were sitting on the couch one day, and um, he 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 looks over at me and he says, "Oh, hun, look, new job opening." And he turns his phone to me and shows me an ad for sperm donors needed. (laughs) I mean, you get paid, so I get the fact that it's a job. Yeah, 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 fair. Oh, man. Yeah, so I don't, like, he does stuff like that to rile me up from time to time. (laughs) Well, and I told him, I said, I think you've done quite enough donating already. We've got two kids. That's we're good. You're done. Yeah, you're you're yeah, done. Yeah. There will be no more yeah. donating. There will be a snip before there's donating. Um <laughs> Okay, is that like a half or is that a is that a yes it's funny? 
Yeah, still partially a little concerned. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> exactly the same response as last time, okay. I think. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quirky, quirky, quirk funny. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's basically him. Um, okay, I've got I've got two more for you. So this next one, I cannot for the life of me remember the context behind it. But he he says to me, I'm more likely to cancel my private and health private health insurance than cancel my internet. Oh, that's fair. Not funny, but fair. Completely valid. Completely valid. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, thought process up there. Um, That he uses the internet and we almost never use private health. You can Google your symptoms anyway, right? So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Google will sort that out. You can do that with some crystals and some fine oils. Yeah, absolutely. Some some Reiki, some aura cleansing. Yeah, you don't need private insurance. Uh, the, the opinions. I believe Gwyneth has a great jade egg that'll fix everything. <laughs> and what, like a vagina-scented candle? I think she's got. Yeah, that's horrifying. Yeah, we should do yes. a segment on what's Gwyneth spooking this week. Ugh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man, I should put a little disclaimer before this episode. You know the. The, the opinions expressed on Inner Mamalog are, are <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, do not reflect our parent companies. <laughs> Which actually, ironically, um, <laughs> my husband owns the parent company. <laughs> so, in that respect, they do reflect the opinions of our parent company. They yes, do. they do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so I've actually got a ton more, but I'll, I'll only do um, one, one more. So this one definitely requires context. If I give it to you without context, you're, yeah, you're going to be like, get him help. Um, okay. <laughs> so um, my, my young son, uh, my four-year-old has a, um, a toilet training chart where he gets stamps and he gets rewards. Now, he recently started getting a bit sneaky and not actually doing anything in the toilet, but flushing it anyways, just so he could do it um, like a stamp, oh, a little sneaky bugger. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're conniving even when they're four. Um, so, yeah. um, good luck, Barbara. Uh, <laughs> I heard it doesn't. Um, but anyways, so um, now we've got this rule where um, if he wants to do a stamp, we have, we've got we've got to check the toilet. Um, so I came in at one point and I checked the toilet and I said, buddy, there's, there's nothing in there. You're not getting a stamp. And he goes, he goes, oh, geez. He goes, no, mommy, look at my penis. There's a drip. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> all right, fine. Yeah, you guys can totally see where this is going. And yeah, um, yeah so um, later that day, instead of calling me in to check the toilet, my son calls from the bathroom, mom, mom, come check my penis. And I hear, <gasps> I hear Luke from the other side going, can I have next? <laughs> <laughs> that's fair i'll pay yeah. that okay yeah okay. Portland will pay that yeah. four point from me yeah absolutely all absolutely. right fantastic <laughs> oh man yeah i think we're definitely gonna have to make this a recurring segment because yeah i'm just the yeah. the amount of stuff that i have that he said is just a bit ridiculous <laughs> Well, let's let's move on to the main content uh today um <clears throat> 
So as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about regretting having kids. Now, um, I just want to preface this by saying that the three of us do not regret having our kids. This is a parenting podcast. Um, if we regretted having our kids, I, oh, geez, I don't even know what kind of podcast this would be. But anyways, um, so we wanted to talk about an article that was, um, it, we're, we're going to post a link to it in the description, but it mentions a couple who regret having their kid. And it literally says, having a kid is probably my biggest life regret, comma, wife concurs. So um, this is, yeah, this is a bit of a touchy topic. So um, let's let's start with, with Carmel. Tell me what you thought, what were your overall impressions of the article? I, um, I actually think the article makes you makes you think about your life and you kind of go, well, do, do I regret? I think it's an actual question that you sort of ask yourself and automatically, obviously we know that it absolutely not never in a million years would I regret having my child and I wouldn't swap him for anything in the world. But it honestly did make me go, I regret the situation. I do regret the situation in which I've been able to bring my child up in because, um, you know, I think we all do have these these fantasies of what parenting will be um, and bringing children into this world be. And, you know, for me, for sure, it was white picket fences and a football team of, you know, children running around the backyard. So there was that moment, um, but no, I don't regret him and I'm quite proud of him and the way he has been brought up. Um, You know, he's he's had some really, really good examples in his life. Um, I think the biggest thing here is more that people um, regret the situation in opposed to their children. Um, life is very different to what life used to be 30 or 40 years ago where, you know, the wife did give up work and, you know, pop out the kids and, you know, be home to make dinner and whatnot, whereas we have to make different choices in life now. And I think for me it was more about regrets of situations in opposed to regrets of having children. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. The um, <clears throat> the the couple in, well, that the article mm. is referring to, mentioned something about um, like societal pressures to have kids and Mm -hmm. like, you know, expectations that all, you know, when you get married, then you just, you, you pop out a kid or two, like that's just what's done. And um, their, their main concern was that they gave in to what they felt were societal pressures and had a kid when they wish they hadn't. So um, Barbara, what are, what are your thoughts on this? It is. It's a tricky one, isn't it? And and when, you know, like kind of off the back of what Carmel was saying, like thinking about my situation, you know, I, I would never absolutely 100% do not regret having a child. Do I miss the things that I used to do pre having a child? Absolutely. I was able to travel the world. I was able to like not have to have that other person that I had to think about when I was doing anything. Like there are so many things that, yeah, I absolutely miss. But I think missing the past and regretting what you've done are, are two very different things. And um, it was a very interesting article in terms of um, 
they've talked as well about those first few years and how much of a struggle it was um, because of the expectations. So not only had they given into the, that kind of societal pressure, which is huge. It's, you know, you, you get married or you get into a relationship and it's, you know, when you're having a baby and all your friends are having babies and it's something you should be doing. And, and that, is, that is a huge thing. But I think it really focuses on that first few years um, and a potential lack of support as well um, for, for whatever reasons or or I guess the expectation of what is it like kind of what Carmel said the expectation of what's about to happen is completely different from what you think but that could be on different children as well you know you, you've had one child and the next time you have another child it's, it's a completely different situation too and I think um in the UK um I had my daughter in the UK and what what's really interesting about over there compared to here as well is that um in those first few weeks you have so you have your midwife that is with you until you have the baby and then you have a health visitor that actually comes until the baby goes to primary school. So it actually adds to that. So you get weekly visits to make sure you're okay. Wow. So it's not just about the baby. It's about, it's about you know, they, they weigh the baby, make sure the baby's okay. But they check up on you as well as, as, as the mum and the person. So they do that for the first few weeks. And then it goes on to um, every few months um, and then once a year up until that child goes to school. And I think that that's, it's such an amazing thing, having that additional support, not from necessarily just your family, but that medical support as well that can actually tell you what not tell you but like they know what is needed and they know what to look for in cases of people struggling I think is the big a big word there yeah that makes sense that's a that sounds like an amazing system I mean I got a couple visits from a midwife but it was mainly just to check on the kiddo make sure that you know they're in a safe home and that you know they're growing yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah 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 Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, the Scot- Scotland, they do it, the health system, and, and, and not the health, that the health system bads over here, but the health system for pregnant women and, and families that have just had a baby. And this could be your first child, this could be your second child, it doesn't matter because every situation is different. And I think having that additional support can really help um, in terms of, you know, because there's so, not just hormonally, but, you, you know, there's so many emotions, you know, you do miss the life that you had pre-child. Like, I mean, I definitely did. And um, I will continue to like I used to love going and getting you know having a party on a Friday and a Saturday night even sometimes a Wednesday night definitely could not do that now but you know I think it's just having that additional support and that person that actually can yeah knows kind of you know I've seen lots of people in the same situations and that can really like help you and I think that, that I think parents don't get enough help pre uh, post having the child they get all this wonderful help leading up to it um you know your antenatal classes and your midwife and and your doctor's appointments and all this that and the other but when you have the child the child gets weighed the child gets you know make sure it's fed they're safe etc but what what happens to the parents why are the parents not being checked up as well because it's a huge it's a huge new thing for everyone absolutely and especially in the the you know the kind of climate and the the um community community that we live in now you know we, we, we don't know our neighbors anymore. Yeah. No. We, we have yeah. families, but you know, like for example, you know, Barbara and I, our mo- mothers are on a, on, on the, the other, other side, side of the, of the world. world. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Like we don't have that. Uh, well, not everybody anyways, but some, some people just don't have that help down the street that mm-hmm. is, is valuable yeah. to your mental health. And um, yeah, having a system like that um, would would really help improve things, you know, and, you know, catching things that aren't actually baby blues. That's like could be legitimate, yeah. like depression or anxiety. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that could just lend itself to 
the the natural you know stress and challenges that come with with having a small child in your house i mean yeah it's not easy and i think it's a i i would call it like a a mourning period that you go through um when you have a kid you know like you're mourning your past life um it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that you you regret what you've done you know yeah. that you that you would change having this child in your life um but i mean who doesn't miss having a disposable income yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, the Absolutely. yeah i think i think a lot of that too is you know is it you know the the morning of the life you had before children or is it the morning of the life you had when you were in your 20s regardless of children <laughs> because you know this, this whole wednesday night Columbia. business you're talking about barbara it's been a very long time child or no child that i've been able to do that <laughs> You're you're assuming I've I've been that cool to um <laughs> Yeah, if I said I did it by myself, it wouldn't come out right. But you know, <laughs> needs must in your twenties. <laughs> but yeah, no, just like being able to, you know, run out of the house. You know, yeah. to oh, you know what? Yes. I've I've uh you know, we're out of milk. Well, now you gotta yeah. strap a small child in the car or, you know, make sure yeah. that your partner's home to to watch the aforementioned small child and yeah there's just all of these little things but you know you, you never regret it but these parents in the article are saying that they regret so if they could have a time machine and go back and and do it again they would do it differently it turns my stomach it really, really turns my stomach but that's because it's something that I have always wanted that's fair. so I think there's a big you know, there's a, there's a big difference there. And if, you know, I just don't, I guess I don't understand because I'm not in the situation, but in this day and age, um, everyone's able to make their own choices. Totally. Um, and I feel that there must've been some sort of want to be able to go ahead and have a child because they don't have to have one. They don't have to answer to societal pressures. Um, we can all live the life that we want to live now. And that's one of the beauties of being alive today in, you know, in countries that we are in, um, to be able to do that. So I do believe that there at some point must have been a belief or desire to have a child. Well, Does I that think, make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting that, that you mention um, you know, that, that we each are entitled to, to live our own lives because, you know, we also need to, as a society, recognize that we're not all mm-hmm. going to live the same lives and that it's yeah. okay not to want yeah. kids. Absolutely. No, that is just fine. But what's interesting is when when all of us originally got married, I got to know, were you guys asked repeatedly, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to get yeah, pregnant? Absolutely. When are you going to start a yeah. family? Yeah, it comes yeah. the second the engagement rings on, when's the wedding? And then the second the wedding happens, it's when's the kids coming? Yeah. yeah. So so I think that the first step to preventing that, you, you know, people having mm-hmm. regrets is this global understanding that kids are not necessarily in everybody's future. Out of the picture. Absolutely. But I also think it's a, it's a disrespectful question to ask because on top of that, there's actually a lot of women after, you know, family, husbands and wives, they get married and are having some real struggles to actually get there, to have Mm. those kids. And that's another reason I I won't ask that question, when's the kids coming? If they want to talk about it, they can talk about it. But I think not only uh, can you put 
pressure on a couple that may not want children, but you can you can severely hurt someone who can't. Yeah. Yep. Put put added pressure on them when they already yeah. feel enough pressure yeah. themselves to try and get pregnant. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting one as well. I think um there was a, a there was a couple of comments um you know, specifically around those first three years was when they have found it the hardest. And also the the woman in the article that mentioned her 14-year-old son, I think it was, um, and saying that, you know, she has a bond with that child, but she just, wish, you know, she wishes, if she does regret. And I, I kind of was also thinking, is it real regret? Like, is it that they would have their life currently without that child? And I, I re- it really got me thinking, because I'm like, are they, is it an actual regret? Like, or is it, yeah, like you said, that mourning period, they, they really miss what they had. I just, and again, kind of similar to what Carmel said, I'm not in that state of mind. So it's hard for me to comprehend that kind of thinking, which is, and everyone's entitled to that mm-hmm. thought. But, you know, regret is, you know, wishing something hadn't happened. And I just, I just can't, uh, are they, and you know, it was said in the article as well, that the guy that wrote the tweet actually deleted the tweet because eventually... Mm-hmm their child would see that tweet. like it's just but is, is that why they deleted the tweet or tweet or did they delete it because they got so the much backlash, backlash. Mm-hmm. well but what was interesting it said it said that there was a lot of people that were agreeing with their sentiment so yeah I mean I've not read I didn't read any comments in terms of, of the comments on that particular tweet because you know well it's been deleted mm-hmm. any, anyway but I just I just genuinely think and you're right it could be the the maybe they were getting some really hard comments thrown their way, but it's also something that I just, yeah, I just can't fathom it being a true regret because especially with the the terms of the 14 year old, they have a bond. So Mm. how can you, if you have a bond or something, would you you wish that they were not there? Like, yeah, Yeah. it's a, it's a tricky thing from, yeah, to explain, I guess. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's a a tricky one. Yeah. You know what? There's not one right answer. Is, is I think yeah, what it no. comes down to. Um, I, I also, I can't remember if it was um, in the article that I read or I, I kind of went down a rabbit trail, but um, <clears throat> but apparently there's like a, a Facebook group for parents who regret having I their kids. I saw that. Yeah. So look, That's... It's, it's, it's not fair of us to tell somebody how to feel, but I think that no. we as a society need to get better at supporting these individuals who might be feeling that way because maybe if they had the kind of support and knowledge and access to different resources that they would be able to enjoy having that child more and and develop that all-important you know bond that Mm -hmm. connection because you know especially when they're they're young when they were they're under five we're their anchor and absolutely if we're not here yeah. as their anchor then you know just to carry on with the metaphor they're at sea yeah yeah absolutely so, so it's not just about you know the 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 parents mental health and well-being but it's also about supporting them to provide the best environment for their kid mm-hmm. yeah so this is and one our of children those- feed off us and our feelings for sure yeah right and yeah. um, I, I, you know, I, how, how do you put that? I think that's probably a worry. When, you know, one of the things that worried me is, like you said, he deleted the tweet. But, you know, what's being said between yeah. the couple at home? What is that child hearing? Um, you know, is this child going to go on to have a feeling of, 
my parents didn't want me. And I really, really hope that's not the case and it's all behind closed doors and this child never hears any of this or sees any of this. But, you know, there's, there's, you know, that's a whole other kettle of fish too. If that's then, you know, put onto the child in some way, shape or form, how is that child going to feel later on? And we also, um, you know, we, we obviously don't know this couple, right? So it's yeah. entirely possible mm-hmm. that the tweet and, you know, um, all the little, uh, the, the Facebook group, et cetera, et cetera, it just might be a method of catharsis, you know, yeah. like they've just had yeah. the crappiest month. Their kid is just a nightmare, maybe terrible twos or pain in the ass teenager or something like that. And they just had this moment where they're like, I need to get this crap off my chest. You know, like, hey, I will fully admit that I have made jokes about selling my kid on eBay because yeah. he's just driving me up the friggin' wall. But yeah. I would obviously never do that, mainly because, you know, <laughs> it's child trafficking. Um, but, but, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you know, I I love the kid, but he he does drive me crazy. So, yeah, it's it's entirely possible that this was some sort of you know cathartic need to just kind of get it out of his system, and yeah. you know, it, it, almost the you know grown up equivalent of a temper tantrum. You know, he had to throw a little <laughs> bit of a fit on Twitter, um, mm-hmm. so that he could get out all these nasty emotions and then go back to trying to be yeah. a really good father. But yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting that this sentiment exists at all about this regret having kids. Mm. So yeah, step number one is for society to be more understanding that not everybody wants kids and that's okay. Yeah. People are exactly. allowed. Yeah, right. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no official solving of this particular problem, but this was a really interesting discussion, guys. So thank you so much. Um, We're going to call it a day here, but uh, join us next week when we're going to be talking about um, at-home first aid and emergencies, um, what we can do to protect ourselves and make sure that we are ready for any of those little emergencies that could crop up with us or our kids. Um, Thanks again for joining me, ladies. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.